I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we're assembling today and their elders past, present and emerging, the Wurundjeri and Kulin Nation. And here in Los Angeles, I'd like to acknowledge the original custodians of this land, the Gabrieleno people. Bitches back. I'm Meg Jansen. I'm Noah Jansen. I'm Eliza Jansen. And this is Twin Fix. Ah, I'm quaking. Gosh, I love movies. Twin Fix, the pop culture podcast that takes two films and makes a double feature out of them using the tenuous connection that they share. I'm back and I'm happy to be here. Holy shit, she's back in a big way. It has been a hot minute, but it feels good to be home. How were your studies, Megan? Were they worth it? They were not. I (laughs) suffered. And I probably failed, but you guys will hear about that in a couple of weeks' time, I'm sure. I'll well, be whinging about yeah, it. That's true. Maybe the tone will be decidedly more depressing. Yeah, more somber. Soon. Or You're, maybe not. I have no cares. Maybe we'll have point. some really sad covers with you being like, um, can we do two movies about um, absolute failures who are never going to be lawyers? Can we talk about <laughs> career redirectioning or something? <laughs> um, we do yeah. Eat, Pray, Love and versus another watch of Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, I would really... <laughs> Gain Meg, a lot from you. That. Li- you actually listen to the episodes, of the podcast that Noah and I did. How yeah. sweet is that? Meg's been listening. Meg has listened. She's messaged us and been like, "Good episode, Aww. guys." Yeah, no, I like, loved what? them. Oh, I'm not gonna lie. I only listened to the one with Max, but I loved yeah, it. I loved it. Max is such a funny Aww. little man. He I is. miss him. But don't I, tell literally, him that every to his time face. people listen to episodes with Max, they say that boy he's so funny. comes out every like 20 minutes with some amazing joke and you're yeah, like yeah and then aside from that he's just happy oh listening. my god no it's just so clever yeah he's such a I'm I sorry all time like- joke of the podcast was the Avengers pedophile like that is <laughs> fuck the pedophile okay. Avengers the pedophile. it was really good yeah. I feel like, is it just because Australians have like a weird worship of Americans where like, because we've grown up with the Simpsons and like just American <laughs> TV, we just assume that what they say in their silly accent is funny. I don't want to be rude, but I actually think I kind of don't like Americans. Like Americans are so annoying. <laughs> but we're still, but, but I, it, maybe it isn't about whether you like them or not. Maybe we're just trained. Trained to yeah. listen to the voices. Go monkey, go, entertain me. Because anyway, we see them like as we like hate the clowns them, of the world. We have only talked about their movies exclusively for the past. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as well, no matter how you feel about Americans, you can't help but love Max. I love yeah. Max. He's a great boy. Him. He's a great yeah. boy. So Aww. I loved that episode and I'm yet to catch up. Because as I much as I love Max, Sam's though, part. the person I miss most, Meg, was you. I'm glad you're back. Oh, my God. Really yeah. really guys. And we're talking about. You guys did miss a little va-va-voom with <laughs> Yeah, we missed a little bit of that, that special I don't know razzle-dazzle. Why I said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was good. And we as well, I also hate that I came onto the podcast. I would have missed like two episodes, but I 
insisted on saying the bitch is back instead of using like an actual no it's good it's good it's guys you guys sometimes, think sometimes i think there might be no well, possibly but it's it's your aesthetic <laughs> yeah. i think it's it's i'll add some like air horns and stuff and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. i love oh, i love our little bits whenever we have that actually is a note we get sometimes people like it when we do little funny bits do more bits mm. when did we, what do was the air bits. horns for last you guys time do more bits. street car or something air horns. desire god that was another lifetime ago oh i feel like i'm a different we're different people i'm entirely no you were saying we've watched like 60 movies for I, I was doing the maths the other day because I was like yeah. oh my god when, like, episode 50 actually isn't that far away it's mm. like what now it's like 19, 19 episodes away but for god. every episode we've done you have to double it because we've watched two movies yeah. so this being episode 31 we've watched 62 movies for the podcast that's well crazy. and I mean like and that's the bare minimum if you think about all the movies you watch to use as triplets as well yeah that's true that's yeah. true it'd be wow wow in the hundreds, dare I say. This is crazy. Horrifying. Good what a us. legacy we've if got. If you had told us that between starting this podcast and now there would be like a global pandemic and we would be forced inside for six weeks twice, Nora and I at least, I would have been like, all right. Okay. <laughs> sure. What do you know that well, I don't? That, that's not that much of a reaction. <laughs> really. But yeah. Very true. I'm glad we're, we're back. I feel really good about it. I and I'm very too. excited to talk about the two movies we're talking about today. You guys, mm. not so much. But this is right up my alley. Yeah. No, a, it's good. That's a good right one. Right up my alley. Ew. But haha. Get it? Because there's sex movies. Get it? Oh. oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry, no, guys. No, it's good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyway, we're talking today. Uh, can we cut that out? <laughs> no, no, no. It's good. It's in there. <laughs> okay. We're talking about <laughs> friends with benefits and no strings attached. An OG Another twin, twin film. film. Such yeah. an obvious twin film. This is probably the thing that will I, come... Yeah. Most immediately to my mind when I think about I agree. I, I always say as examples when we talk, because originally we said this a few times, like I initially thought this podcast was just going to be about twin films like yeah. this. And the first ones that come to mind are uh, White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen, mm-hmm. which we've already done. and mm-hmm. Already done one, it. Yeah. Which yeah. are like the same thing. Even they in the came sense out in the, the title is the same. Year. Like, ridiculous. The, the covers, like the posters, the same thing. so similar. They've got the same little specs. Plus, Cute little fun fact, although everyone will know this, it involves, like, each film involves mm. one partner of a power couple, Ashton Kutcher and Mila, Mila Kunis. And yeah. also, this both of these movies have someone that co-starred in Black Swan, Natalie Portman and Mila, Mila? Mila, Mila Kunis? Kunis? I think Mila. you're saying Mila yeah. Kunis. Yeah. And also the boys like in both... baby cousin. Yeah, yeah. And, and also I think the boys in both of these movies have very similar careers in that they're kind of like divisive as actors but they get lots of work and sometimes they're great but sometimes i'm like ah, they're kind right? of the 2000s kind of similar. y2k dude yeah bro. exactly 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 and justin timberlake was on punked oh my god yeah <gasps> yeah he he was. did he react well on punked or is he one of those yeah people? he was lovely on punked do you remember the prank no God, it was that um, Ashton, <laughs> Ashton, you Ashton. crazy mofo. He had like removal guys come to Justin Timberlake. Oh, when he called his mom. Like, his mom. He stuff. His mom. And he was so nice to them. He was like, please, oh. like, I know you guys are just doing your job, but like, please let me get to the bottom of this. And like, was so nice with them. And he, he called, called his, mom, his mom and he was like, I really need your help. Like, I'm What so- a memorable episode. Go JT. Yeah. Did they ever air that one where Senior Zach Rita. Braff like mm. beat up the actor? Or yeah. Whatever? Like yeah. he must've signed a release and like made, let them air it. And it's like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. God. It made him look so Sorry. Anyway, should we get into these? Yeah, let's talk. I, absolutely I amazing. Do we even need to say films. what the connection is? It's obvious. Oh, it, they're, they're about, about the exact with- same thing. And they came out in the same year and they involve very similar people and it's, yeah, they're, they're the same movie. They're just about friends about like fuck buddies. Yeah. 
Hey. Before we move on from Explicit. talking about um, – <laughs> before we move on from talking about Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, like mm. being a real-life couple, mm. at, like both being in these separate movies, do you think at any point they were both in the same movie and then they were like two competing scripts and they somehow ended up on separate movies? Well, they were – they were like sex friends when they what? like the whole the running joke is like they made like their own little independent movies like independent from each other I mean about the exact same thing and in real life they were in like a sex friend relationship before they officially got together and so like their life just played out in the exact same way as each of their little movies. Oh, but it didn't come from the ten- – like the movies no. arrived from the tension of that or whatever. That's that like, that is like retrospectively the press around it. That's right. like the like right, right, right. what we're going to – like it's a cute little like – not Eliza brings cute, up but little interesting thing. thing that like there is always such interesting production histories to these twin film occurrences well, that like, we don't always hear about. how did this happen? How did this happen, you guys? That's why I was saying like is it that they were this hot new couple and their publicist or someone was like – we need a script where it's like these guys being a sexy couple and they ended up with these two similar scripts, one written by Will Gluck and one made by the lady behind New Girl. And like for some reason like their scheduling didn't work out or something and it's like they both ended up in different movies. Like that's my little headcanon for my favourite couple of all time, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> they're not, they're not. But like well, it just yeah. seems so weird to me. Like, there's it nothing sounds probable. It sounds very probable, Could but happen. like there's nothing to say. And I feel like that would have come out. Like I haven't I agree. It could found be anything Jews, about yeah. this. Did we ever find out? No, yeah, Olympus has fallen in White House Town. That was a case of the studio not buying the script and then just and making then it themselves. It yeah. God, that's so naughty. Eliza, how would you react if that happened? Like in Big Fat Liar. Oh, my what God. What would you do? You'd fuck an Irishman somewhere. Marty. <laughs> yeah. If Marty Wolf stole my script idea. Marty Wolf pictures, Marty please Wolf hold. would steal Marty your Marty Wolf pictures, picture. please hold. Guys, yeah. let's start talking um, about these movies. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, you're right. Meg, Meg is back. She's making a fucking statement. Let's go, She's go, getting go. Getting it done. Let's go. good. With Benefits is a 2011 American rom-com. It's directed by Will Gluck of Easy A fame and it stars... And Peter Rabbit 2 fame. And Peter Rabbit 2, of course. And it stars <laughs> Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. And it's just, it, it's exactly what it says it is. I don't it's need to tell you. It's about friends with benefits. It's an effective title, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's the movie. Like if you don't want to watch this movie, you just want to know what it's about, like just look at the poster. It's about friends. And, They're giving each other a sly little look, yeah. this little sexy yeah. look and oh. yeah, you know what's going to happen. So I, I want to pull a rare shuffle to um, another man at this table who's called Anthony, who apparently has seen this movie and I was surprised he really didn't like it. And I think we're about to speak quite nicely to Friends with Benefits. Hmm. So I'm going to let him purge that briefly. And um, I'm interested. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to like, 
I feel like my scathing critique will have more bite to it if it comes after a lot of like glowing reviews and stuff. So like maybe. Okay. Yes. Okay. And Save also a, a lot of your thoughts were in comparison to EZA as well, which is unfair because um, he also, as Meg said, EZA, which is a really great film. Well, not comparison as in like the films were trying to do the same thing or anything. No, Just no. comparison as in like the quality levels I perceive the two yeah. films to yeah. have. But um, um, yeah. Well, I will very quickly say to not compare the picks too much. Mm. I think Friends with Benefits greatest strength that no strings attached doesn't nail is the heart of what it's actually talking about you totally get how that like that provides a really interesting rom-com which is a friends with benefits situation arrives from liking a person so much that you're scared that if you date and it doesn't work out you'll ruin yeah the friendship yeah and that's the heart of the movie and it really yeah. works yeah yeah. I think the yeah, I would say that the heart of this film in like a similar vein is the idea that great relationships are born out of friendship. Yeah, totally. And that, you know, it's the people not who you want to go to bed with, but who you wanna like hang out with the next day as well, who will give, you know, the most value to you in your relationships. This film is, you know, light and fun. It's got its little um flash mob moment, it's got its you know, poking fun at the whole rom-com thing. It's got the pseudo, like, rom-coms in it with, um, what's her name from Parks and Rec? Rashida Jones. Yeah, and Rashida Jason Jones oh, and Jason yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that made me laugh a lot. Yeah, when it's cute. they tried to make up, like, shitty rom-com movie dialogue and it was like, looks like New York's all out of blueberries. <laughs> like, it, was so, it was great, like, non sequiturs. That yeah. made me laugh. And I think it's nice how it goes about it. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which is something I always like in a film. I, It's a very easy watch. I would have seen this film, like, at least five or six times because it's so pickable. Damn, yeah. um, and it's also... It's heavily reliant on chemistry between Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake, and I think it delivers They're that. They're so great together. They are really great together, really good, like, push-pull oh kind gosh. of dynamic, also, I, I I also think on that topic, something this movie does better, again, comparing to Fix, than No Strings Attached, is the dialogue, like, the scene work is so great because it feels like they let them bring themselves to it a lot. Mm. Like, it doesn't feel like two really good actors performing a script. Mm. It feels like, like, obviously the script is there, but I mean, like, Mila Kunis particularly does so many Mila Kunis things where you're like, oh, that's literally the way you, like, yeah. you just get their personality so much, yeah. um, which I think is really great. Like, it always oh, feels no. really tailored to their ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I like this movie so much less than you guys. This is interesting. Really? What? Go what's your it. take? How I don't love either of these a lot, but I right. like this movie. I, I like this movie, yeah. I just feel like this, like when I think about like where rom-coms were at when this and No Strings Attached came out, it's like an era where it was like kind of a dark age for rom-coms. Yeah, like, yeah totally. Before this, it was all like Catherine Heigl movies or like really dreary, like quite sexist movies. And these, this, these movies, like Sleeping with Other People, um, that terrible movie Love and Other Drugs with Jake Gyllenhaal and oh, Anne Hathaway. Worse. And even like 500 Days of Summer all kind of came out around this time and it was like anti-rom-coms of being yeah, like, anti-rom-coms oh. are shitty. We're going to yeah. show you yeah. real people who are really sarcastic and hate love and they just want to fuck. Yeah. And like this movie at times I feel like it did have that annoying not like I'm not like the other girls. I'm not like the other rom coms. The quality yeah. Yeah. where like the characters will whinge and be like, "Yeah, we're not hot. We're normal. We fart and coom and yeah. do all this gross stuff." And I was like, <laughs> Why "You are Mila Kunis. You are beautiful." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's just like a like a phoniness to it. 
that I was like, I think if everything in this movie looked like a rom-com and you had the movie inside a movie that looked like a rom-com, but you cast like really normal looking people, I think the movie would charm me so much. But like, it just seems inauthentic to me. And I, was just I do not like Justin like, Timberlake. The bit where they're like about to have sex for the first time and they're like sizing each other up and like appraising each other physically and they're both just like the outcome of it is Gods. like you are acceptable to me is just like who the shit is buying this like <laughs> to me the gender stuff in no strings, no strings attached is like so much worse like it's uh god like the stuff ashton kutcher is supposedly a cute boy for doing i'm like ew yeah um but i actually think like part of the sell of friends of benefits that works more for me is first off i hate the trope that we do now of being like I hate rom-coms and then like the movie itself is a, a rom-com. Mm. But I feel like it's just actually, as sentimental as those movies. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It, like that's such a tie. He literally does it in Easy A as well. Um, but I I actually think what works more for me with this one is usually rom-coms are selling the idea of like the goal at the end is the one, mm. right? And like that feels really like, you know, pretty simplistic and like, you know, enforces pretty lazy stuff about what love is. This movie, though, positions the goal that they're trying to get to is just faith that being in a relationship is the right choice. You know what I mean? Like, I actually love that the rom-com thing we're supporting of, like, how rom-coms sell, like, this big, glorious, happy ending. The happy ending here isn't that they're going to be together forever. It's just to be like, well, part of... This works for now. The bravery of love is that Mm. you have to do it. Like, the whole movie is about being like, oh, I'm scared to ruin it, blah, 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 blah. And it's like... The point is you have to take the step. Yeah, and it has and to think, be worth it. I actually think it makes the rom-com schmaltziness kind of work a bit more, that it isn't saying they're going to be together forever. Yeah. yeah. It's not as if mm. I don't I don't see where you're coming from, Eliza, when you say, you know, that feels inauthentic or disingenuous, the idea that it's sort of trying to be the whole I'm not like the other girl, rom com cynical, dark, whatever. I think that, like, whilst I can, you know, concede that, I think that's where these the strengths of this film lie, like the fact that it does have this sort of like the atypical, you know, um, ha- like hardworking, driven, um, self-motivated female character who isn't super reliant on, you know, a girl best friend or she doesn't have the mum that she's, you know, disclosing everything to. She has a really non-traditional life, family, everything like that. And I think when it takes it outside of that tradition for her, but also for Justin Timberlake's character that he comes, you know, he's moving away from his family. He's got a dad that's, you know, suffering through um, Alzheimer's or whatever. When it posits a non-traditional relationship with, you know, against like a traditional backdrop in the idea of like it's schmaltziness, but then also uses and capitalises on the idea of like contemporary relationships, like something that, Ivan Reitman talks about for um, his film No Strings Attached, the idea that, you know, he saw his kids getting into these really casual relationships and was like, oh, no one's really doing it like they used to. Like you don't date, you just like see people or whatever. I think that's not a downfall. I think that's just a different avenue to the same end goal of most rom-coms. The end goal is Mm. the like love or the happiness or the value of other people and that like connection thing. And it's a different avenue to the same thing, but like, I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, not that I'm the hugest fan of this movie. It definitely has its pitfalls with me. Yeah. Um, I, it can I get really like, tacky in a lot of parts. Yes. I, I, like I have a list of stuff that's 
Right. I have a list of stuff that during the movie I was like, wow, this is so like 2010 or whatever this movie came out. Do you want to yeah. hear it? Yeah, yeah. Flash yeah, mobs. Flash mobs. Mm-hmm. Yep. PlayStation iPlay, yep. whatever that yep. thing oh, was. That, that, they oh, really that is so on. cringe. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Move. Oh, that's so yep. cringe. Yeah. Even All the just generally about the how crazy the internet is. Yeah. 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 Woody Harrelson says samesies and oh, Justin Timberlake why? says you're the good peeps, dude. Why oh. is Woody Harrelson doing anything in this movie? It's awful for yeah, him. All this of that is I'm so like, unbecoming for Woody Harrelson. Um, there are a lot of gay people that are working, Woody. They could have done this role. Yeah. Um, Meg, what you were saying about like, oh, I feel like I'm just taking you guys to task. I'm like, actually, no. No, it's good. <laughs> I Go. think, you Meg, like what you liked about Mila Kunis's character um there were things about her character and Woody Harrelson's character that I thought were pretty poorly written where it's like, this is a movie written by dudes that are like, I'm going to make a rom-com that guys and chicks will like. And so the way they do it is by making queer and female characters just sound like dudes. Yeah, no, I think you are right Instead of making like how I met your mother jokes about like wanting pussy, instead they talk about wanting dick and you're meant to be like, whoa, they're so edgy. And it's like, no, actually, like I don't really know anyone that talks like that. (laughs) Both of these movies have a horrible approach to like the quirky girl, like Mm. the way that it's written, you're just like, oh my god no that isn't it you think you're doing it and that ain't it and I think it is it is sad that the way that they had to show like the idea of a non-traditional casual relationship or casual sexual relationship they could only conceive of doing that by attaching it to a girl who's like non-traditional the idea being if you're like a traditional girl hyper feminine not like the cool girl thing like you know the cool girl trope you wouldn't want to be in this scenario and it's kind of like oh well I don't know how accurate that is either again to me I like a big strength performance wise is that like I see enough of Mila Kunis in it Mm. that that and obviously also from my position of privilege I obviously didn't notice that as much as much as I definitely is one of my notes but it wasn't like overpowering to me or anything. Mm. Um, but I also want to bring up like what Meg said before about like the Alzheimer's subplot with that Justin Timberlake's dad has Alzheimer's and stuff and also just both of their relationships to their parents. I think it equally says like it shows them going through the early motions of what a relationship is. Yeah. And they're like Working nervous. out someone else's yeah, work, baggage. Like, yeah, yeah, like discovering someone else's baggage and like learning how to encourage each other to be better and grow and stuff. But yeah. then the confines of that, they are still saying they're friends. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. I obviously don't adore it, but I think that that is all pretty clean in it. But I 100% agree that it it does not feel like a female voice anywhere. Oh, no, no. And there's the male gaze is like so prominent. In this yeah, movie. yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, interesting. The other thing that I also just want to quickly touch on before we move to talking about No Strings Attached is that um, the there are a lot of things that are brought up in this film that feel really ancillary to anything that actually happens in it. The idea that he like works at GQ and she's this huge headhunter is so – it just accessorizes the plot. It actually – is quite unproductive, um, not to compare the picks too much, but No Strings Attached plays much more on like the working career dynamics of its players than I think this movie does. And I think that's quite a downfall. Yeah, mm. that's but yeah, fair. let's talk about No Strings Attached, I reckon. Hey. Hey. 
No Strings Attached is also a 2011 American rom-com directed by Ivan Reitman and it stars Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher who I'm going to start off by saying I love their dynamic. I think that their dynamic in this movie sells the movie. No, but their characters, I don't believe, I like them, but I don't like them. I don't buy them. This is crazy to me. I buy it. I don't at all. You're kidding. Meg, do you not feel like Natalie Portman is like a respected like 50-year-old like Oscar-winning lady like stooping to be in this like movie with like people pretending to be in their 20s and she's like oh that's nice um yes okay I will play that part and he's no, like just so above everyone nice. and, like, so I think it's a nice respite from this she she just like killed herself for Black Swan give the girl a chance to live it's an Oscar curse give her every time. some you get some, fun your give first a- big role after you've won the Oscar you will be in something shitty let the time. birds be the birds I just feel like she <laughs> deserved a little free pass to have a bit of a fling which is what she's done with no strings attached and I really liked it and I you I, cannot convince me that Natalie okay here's a good point okay I watching Friends with Benefits you're like Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake are proud of this. Mm. You cannot convince me. No, that I don't Natalie know Portman that she's super proud of it, but I don't care. Like I remember when she was in it, she was like, her. "Oh, I'm this character. I'm this person." No, no. I don't buy that Mila Kunis was proud of Friends with Benefits. She is no, one hundred percent. She is. I really? believe it. She with did all my bad moms, so I think she probably is. Yeah. I think that's actually. I know. So I know where. Trying to get onto No Strings Attached, I think of all four lead actors, Mila Kunis does the best job. Natalie yes. Portman probably does the worst job. Oh yeah. my god! Or T- Justin Timberlake. Oh, oh. I, I, I reckon think... Ashton does the worst job. But... Oh, oh. He, okay. Ashton's line reading in this movie where he says, "You slept with my girlfriend," was so bad. And I think he probably needed to get over the fact that she slept with his dad because he made a big thing out of it. But then, like, and his dad's Kevin Klein. Up, you I really, would have really cared about Kevin Klein. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Uh, Guys, can you believe that Greta Gerwig is in this and she has such long hair and she just looks stupid. She gets on a table (laughs) and yells, I'm so drunk. And it's like, Greta, go direct Little Women. We don't want you here. That's what I mean. You can tell she would be on set being like, I always, like, why am I playing this fucking role? Maybe I better write my own shit. This is a weird era for her. But yeah, I don't know. I like it. The standard for men in this movie is like so low and they just do the dumbest lamest grossest things and like the what? women are all like so intelligent and they're obsessed like with like bell is just like a dream girl and he like waves his dick in front of an es- essentially a stranger at some point no like, are you kidding no they're not yeah. strangers he, like you know he, he i'm so, okay here's what ashton kutcher does a few things he does throughout the movie he gets extremely drunk and while drunk because he's trying to get back at his ex who's sleeping with his dad. He calls up a bunch of his exes to be like, hey, do you want me to come over come over and have sex with me? And then he wakes up the next day and Natalie Portman says, Natalie Portman, who he has met once before, she says, last night you rocked up, took off all your clothes and waved your dick in front of me. And she thinks he's so charming and cute for... That's okay, sexual well, assault. First, he rocked up at her house and because he said, can I sleep on your couch? And then he waved his penis in front of her. Well, first of all, they've met a bunch of times. He went to her dad's funeral. So they met at the camp. Yeah, they didn't. She went, he went, they went, when they went they were to children. the party at university and then he went to the funeral and then they met each other at the market. So that's four times. Four times they've met in person. And also. They never kissed, never had a sexual encounter. Isn't the joke that also just there wasn't consent? Isn't the anyway, joke so that they're okay. all winding him up? And also, we don't—that's not spoken to. We don't speak about if there was consent. 
to him taking off his clothes. I think you're just, it's a bit of a stretch. I can understand the problem. It's a problematic dialogue. I'm just saying but you're it's problematic that to it, it is implied that that's a cute, charming thing to I do. Think, I don't think they're, they're saying that it's cute or charming. I think they're trying to say that that's so embarrassing. Like he had a really embarrassing evening or whatever. But that's horrible. I think right? it's not It's good. like the rom-com meet cute though. Like it's the point at which their relationship actually becomes intimate. And it's like, oh, well, uh, it worked I th- out. I think making out something to be like embarrassing for a man is actually a way of like um, legitimizing a lot of like harmful behavior sometimes. Like I think that. Yeah, maybe. The, I don't know. I just don't we're see friends it with as. Benefits does have some positive sexuality vibes to it. This one I go like, uh, ew. Really? Yeah. Well, but for me, like counter to that. The what you're saying, like the positive sexual vibes of friends with benefits, would be them literally physically like summarizing what that what appeals to them about the other person, like going through the laundry list of I think this is and this is hot on you. So like I don't know that that's especially positive either. I just that totally didn't stand out to me at all, and I do think it's problematic, but I don't think which it's is one little thing that I was like to that's the bad. extent <laughs> that you think that's bad, and I also think that like the dynamic that plays out between Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher in No Strings Attached, I feel like is is sort of more like this, I don't know, I think it takes into account especially Natalie Portman's like autonomy as a woman in the sense that she has this really, you know, stressful, intense career and he's sort of working around her and that is a big factor in their dynamic in their relationship that she is really really career driven and that he's happy to be the light-hearted friend who like comforts her they have sex it's great for her it's on her terms I find that like great that's a great dialogue to have I think it's positive and I see it in that respect so which I, I don't like, see it like in that way for friends with benefits yeah, I get all of I that. feel like it did not do it for me in this movie I feel like it kept being kind of like winky at the fact being like whoa imagine a world in which the woman is the commitment phobe like how crazy is that like, <laughs> like yeah. so I feel like dumb. they got too much mileage out of that and it's like this is kind of getting into comparing both movies but both movies introduce the idea of casual sex between friends and being like can it ever not be romantic and by the end of the movie like it just follows all the rom-com beats and the couple spoiler alert does end up together yeah and it's like throughout the film they have all these straw man characters being like what but you can't do that like you have to settle down and get married and stuff and then they're like no and then they just prove them we're just friends with benefits it's no strings attached baby yeah and at the end like their friends were right like regardless of how sex positive we're saying these movies are like the narrative not, still lands on the side of like tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Underlying yeah, that they, are they should not get sex positive, they're romance positive or whatever. Yeah, it's very know. true that they still posit the exact same thing as any other as like more any conservative other rom-com. rom-com. Yeah, yeah. But they are rom-coms, you know, that's their that's their end goal. They're different avenues yeah, to the same it's end. It's a very goal. true point. This is the criticism of both movies that it's in both our attempts at trying to keep the rom-com alive by saying we get that sex has changed like like sex and like dating has changed here's a movie that reflects that but it's still in the form of the old so it actually yeah, it like, hasn't changed enough whatever the version of it's a good point that whatever the version of the rom-com is to reflect how we date now mm. it ain't it ain't 
this. Like it doesn't look like this. Yeah. yeah. And as well, um, if the thesis statement of both of these movies is like, oh, friends with benefits never ends well because you always fall in love. I'm like here to tell you, I'm sorry, that's so wrong. You just stop talking to each other and you ghost each other and then you never see them again. <laughs> yeah. Except true. for sometimes we'll run into them. Do you like, think that's the thesis? I feel like that's the kind of um miraculous accident that makes them. Oh, the yeah, like, maybe. That they're implying the, that in that most cases sweet. this wouldn't happen, but because it but happens. They're the it's exception. Like, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. they're not yeah. like the other. Um, Maybe you're right. Phobes. The the you know, as we mentioned with the, like this one, the main thing that doesn't work for me here is it isn't that interesting if you're having a movie about friends with benefits to have one person recognize from the very top of the movie that they don't want to be friends with benefits. Mm. Like the whole movie is Ashton Kutcher being like, I guess we'll like I'd rather we are just dating, but I get that you just want to have sex, which isn't as fun as friends with benefits yeah that's true for the whole movie interrogating two people who were like scared to take the jump you know the whole movie you're just like stop making me not like natalie portman yeah because also as eliza said there's no universe where the person that's super cool and open and available and like emotionally um evolved and like really authentic and cool is the dude who like (laughs) in this case is just like he's ashton kutcher Yeah. yeah I mean, we've already really got in, got stuck into yeah. it, but maybe more formally we should Let's compare the picks. Yes. Wahoo. It's time to compare the picks. I'm going to come out and say it. I am still undecided. So if anyone <gasps> wants to make any final arguments, I'm willing to listen. Um, I thought wow. I was going to say one thing. I'm. I think I probably will still say it, but like I know what I'm saying. Yeah, Eliza should. Eliza's Eliza, the one that's you, you coming in with off. the most perspective this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm liking it. Okay, I wanted to say it just then, but like. Um, when we're talking about the thesis of the film and whether this movie yeah. is like mm-hmm. does actually like stand behind its values, I think there's just a huge shadow cast over both these films that they can never escape. And that shadow is Nora Ephron's When Harry Met Sally, oh. which of course. In, is like yeah. perfectly structured. It pulls off the thing that No Strings Attached tries to do, which is having the characters meet consistently over like a couple of decades and then mm. at some point actually start a relationship. And actually be friends. Like yeah. sincere yeah. friends and first. Yeah. In When Harry Met Sally, I have no questions about their relationship. I know everything about these people. And by the end you're like, you know, you friends can have sex and stay friends, but not these particular characters because I know them so well and I know that they're perfect for each other. Yeah. And I don't feel anything like that in Either friends with benefits films. or no strings attached. Yeah. Do you think that part of that is like a symptom of the films being like there's a clock ticking as soon as you start watching the film where you're like, when am I first going to get to see naked people? Yeah. Like, people and, going into And because it, they're like. so preoccupied with that that they like they massively condense like all the of friendship. the like. friendship, yeah. Yeah, the, the exposition about like their, whatever their backstory was or wasn't and that sort of stuff. And yeah. so it Even just feels it feels like very hollow. Pretty safe, right? Like what? Oh, of course. Yeah, these are still American movies, so they're uh, really like puritanical and don't really show anything. 
Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. No, they just show like them talking afterwards and being like, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> good job. These are the ground. And rules. like the girl yeah. clutching like the Duna cover up past her boob or whatever. Yeah, yeah. because you can't show him what you just showed him for ages. Can't be MA, just yeah. M. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. um, yeah, so I guess it's kind of a lesser of two evils argument then. That's exactly it. For me, I go like neither of these achieve the lofty ambition of being the rom com about dating for a generation that doesn't. Date. date the way yeah. you used to but one of them in like looks at the words like friends with benefits and talks about it like and like makes a movie about what it is to take the next step with a friend or to be hesitant to step over that line because you're scared that it'll ruin the friendship mm. which is like a really interesting story to tell I think um and one of them just picks one person as being in the right the whole time and the other person taking a long time to get there. Like Ashton Kutcher is exactly the same at the start of it as he is at the end. He's kind of just waiting for her to get on board. Yeah. And then she does. And And, it's great. And it's great, yeah. and yeah. It's also weird that like a sick dad is a plot point in both movies. Yeah, weird. That is yeah, weird. wait, who's the sick dad in No Strings Attached? Kevin Klein like has a heart attack or whatever or something. No, he doesn't have a heart attack. He drinks lean. Doesn't yeah. he? Oh, right. Sorry, I forgot stupid. he drinks lean. That was yeah. stupid. That was like such a downfall. Like you're trying to make me feel like worried because his dad <laughs> posited us to hate the whole time. Drank scissor. <laughs> yeah. Like drank lean. Like, oh. Yeah. Some of the notions uh, attached plot propulsion things are lame as shit. I hate it. You know the doctor guy that like, so for a long time it's yeah. implied that there's a doctor that um, Natalie Portman works with that is like really cool and stuff. And like really successful. And at one point he pulls Ashton Kutcher aside and he's like, I know what you're doing. You really think you could provide for her what she needs? You're just a little like side piece for now. But mm. like I'm good. I'm the guy she marries and stuff. Mm. A, who no. talks like that? Like who? Yeah. who is that? That yeah. person doesn't exist that like is a successful doctor that pulls aside other men and is like, listen and- up, bro. <laughs> but we're supposed to believe he's still like really respectable or something like what bad writing and also ashton kutcher seems to be like a on set like pa and he has like an incredible house in like the middle of los angeles like yeah can we just talk quickly like bella is just like such a little gem in no strings attached she really bella like bell oh yeah yeah yeah. okay they're like um, she like works with Ashton Kutcher on the show. She works with Adam. Oh. She's so underrated and she's so good in this movie. Like, did oh, you want the movie yes. to be her and Jake Johnson or Greta Gerwig and Jake Johnson yeah. or Lake Bell or Greta Gerwig and Kevin Klein? Yeah. And in Friends with Benefits, didn't you wish it was Andy Samberg and Emma Stone yes. from the opening scene? Yeah. Like, yes. if they like were the main the characters, start. I would love these movies. Oh, anyway, sorry, that was just a little interjection. So no, no, very true. But let's cast our votes, I reckon. Let's just put it out on the table. It's yeah. the lesser of two evils argument because they both have really missed 100% some marks they've yeah. both they've both missed the point the interesting point to make they have no idea how to do it in terms of what does a rom-com want to do the function of the show what does it want to do it wants to make me laugh it wants to show me some fun chemistry and maybe like oh it wants to be maybe a little bit sexy these movies want to be a little bit sexy mm-hmm. the movie that is more entertaining and funnier and actually says a thing which i think no strings attached literally doesn't do it all is friends with benefits and i pick friends with benefits mm-hmm. eliza mm-hmm. what do you pick yeah i pick friends with benefits as well um, what you've spent this whole time 
She hates them both. Bagging friends with benefits. But, I like, thought, at least Friends with Benefits doesn't have that annoying dourness that No Strings Attached has, where it's, yeah. like, the way that they show characters not being, like, your traditional rom-com is just by making them terrible communicators and they're just dicks yeah. to each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. Natalie Portman is just, like, she, like, hates other women that hit on him and stuff and they just, like, don't tell each other how yeah, they really feel. She keeps calling them pumpkins. I hated that. I like, yeah, when she was like, you look like a pumpkin, bitch. I was like, what are you talking leave about? Leave them alone. Um, but yeah. it has, oh, my God, it has that girl from SNL doing that really good Drew Barrymore impression. She's so good at that. Yeah, that was um, Oh, yeah. Sorry to distract again. But, but um, I have to say I hated the music in Friends with Benefits. So bad. Hated it. I mean, neither like, of them had amazing music. The flash mob it stuff made me cringe really hard. Song. Yeah. It had that song, Hey, like me now. And yeah. it had a magic carpet ride and it ended with Hey, Soul Sister. Like, that was how funny. can you say that you're like an anti rom com that isn't going to be like sentimental and corny and then end with Hey, Soul Sister? <laughs> like, I see you for what you truly are. Yeah. Which is ugly. Which is ugly. Um, Meg, where did you land? Oh, guys, you're making me make a decision that I don't want to make. Oh, because crazy. if it comes down to which one do I want to watch more, like which one do I want to rewatch oh, more, it's No Strings Attached. What? I want to watch wow. No Strings Attached over Friends of Benefits. But I if I go believe in, you think they have chemistry. I feel like both I movies do. have such a chemistry problem. I don't know. I just really. Get oh, I don't. That. I don't. I don't think um, Friends of Benefits. I also has really a don't problem. like Justin Timberlake. I really he's don't so smug. like. He's so smug and douchey. His best thing. I was saying this to my friend. I was like, JT, I can't get past his douchiness. Like, there's something so douchey about him, and that's why he is so good in the social network. In the social network, yeah. he is. That is such a amazing did anybody else's days get ruined when he made you know he had to make that instagram post being like hi i didn't cheat on jessica beale oh, yeah. i just i mean i don't was really too care that much about close. it it just made me be like what a sad little life you're having to make instagram posts being like i didn't cheat on my wife i said but next to a lady I, d- I was too close to her and i it was inappropriate wait guys aren't you just like shivering to know what i'm gonna vote i haven't voted yes sorry sure. yes sorry yeah, was, i'm picking friends you already benefits. said no strings attached no i said i want to watch no strings attached more oh. but i'm gonna pick friends benefits just because Yay. i've been very much persuaded by your arguments and also Good. um off of the merits of what they're both trying to achieve friends of benefits does achieve it better in my opinion it's true Let's get off this topic. This is, yeah. It really, it's always interesting when we talk about mediocre movies. And movies that are so close together that it's kind of like, yeah, it's, yeah, you're really getting your head about them. It's true. Because it is, as as we've kept on saying, you have to pick the lesser of two evils. Exactly. Um, I feel like, did I dampen your enthusiasm? I feel like at the start you guys were like very into friends with benefits. And then I was like, actually, that thing you like is... No, I mean, no. I think you just pointed like out flaws that we might have missed or were willfully blind to. So, and well, that's also, what we're here I for. We're we here to always, criticize or because, be critical. Because we're comparing things, we're always critical, mostly critical. So it's a good idea to start with the positive, I guess. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah. I think you raised really important points. So thank you, Eliza. Okay. Well, well done. done. No, you did good. Thank you, you thank and you. well done to Friends of Benefits. You won unanimously. But also Anthony, does that offend you? Yeah. Sorry, like, Anthony. Oh, that's okay. I, um, yeah, as I was saying earlier, I've like, I saw, I have seen both of these movies, but I watched the first half of Friends with Benefits recently and I found it so bad that I had to stop watching it. <sighs> but I haven't watched No Strings Attached recently, so I only like really vaguely remember it. Mm. It isn't good. The stuff that, like, because I watched it now and stuff and because I probably like was looking to not like it as well going into it the only stuff really that I can like remember from friends with benefits is like aside from like 
the bad writing and like not like the other rom coms sorts of stuff that goes on in literally every scene. It's just like all of the like um, the like homophobic, misogynistic, like mm. ableist comments and stuff that are in like every mm. second scene. Like yeah, those really. Oh yeah, they use the I was R just word like, so much, right? Yeah, yeah, I was just like, wow, this this is. I don't know. Is this older than I thought? I don't know. And I like I when I watched it, I was like, oh, this must have been like mid like late 2000s or something but it was like 2011 2012 or something and that, yeah. just, that really well, even me like out. woody harrelson being like yeah. that gay guy you go like yeah. yes you have written a gay character but it is not played by a gay man and his identifying trait is that he's gay and all his advice that he gives revolves around him being gay and he's like a predatory gay guy where he's always like, are you sure you're not gay? And he's like, like a bit creepy yeah. towards yeah. Justin. Yeah, it's the implication of like straight men being okay to get on board in 2011 with like a gay man was like, he doesn't understand consent. So I guess I can relate to him. Yeah, to he's a like, degree. that's a good yeah. entryway for me. I also don't respect people. <laughs> like wow. you said earlier, like why is Woody Harrelson like in this movie, there are like actual gay actors looking for work and stuff. And like, I think that it's, it yeah. comes down to the fact that, like, if probably if an actual gay actor read the script, they'd, they'd be like, be like, I don't want to do the this. Like, this <laughs> yeah. does not represent me in any way. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wow. All good points, I reckon. Mm. Well, let's get this triplic, triplic, triplet triplet out of the attic. Threesome in the attic. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Keep him out of here. <laughs> it's time for triplet in the attic where we take a third piece of media that might attach well to our little double feature and we recommend it to you eliza do you want to kick things off yeah i already briefly mentioned this movie um near the start of the podcast but my choice is sleeping with other people directed by leslie headland because I know look, Sleeping With Other People came out around the same time as Trainwreck and it meant that not, mm-hmm. many, not many people saw it. But I think it's like probably the best version of this story that I've seen so far where it's like about two people like um, Alison Brie plays someone who like is just obsessed with like this one guy and like is almost like in an emotionally abusive relationship, like really tied to him and just keeps going back to him and like feeling really shameful about like how they have sex and stuff. Mm -hmm. And Jason Sudeikis plays like an actual sex addict guy. And it's about their relationship. Like for them, sex is like a real weakness. And it actually like really dramatically delves into like what that looks like. And it has like a nice romantic story of how they overcome it as a couple. And like, it's directed Lovely. by the gal that put together Russian Doll on Netflix. Like, oh, she's I just love the Russian best. Doll. Wow, yes. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Really I haven't good. heard of it. That's a great one, Liz. Yeah, it's funky, and it has a, a, it makes up for the shitty soundtrack in Friends with Benefits because it has such a good soundtrack. Oh, would you make such a difference? A good soundtrack yeah. makes all the difference. The dream. It does. No, what's yours? I have never taken made a connection that is less relevant almost well, by choice because i didn't <laughs> know about that movie eliza um or oh, actually it's been on my list for a while but just i haven't i haven't seen it and i was like well i don't think there is a version of um media that really like or like a movie that i can think of that really well reflects like dating now or whatever so i just picked 
the Alzheimer's element from oh my god, um, he's gonna pick still Alice from Friends with Benefits. <laughs> Because that part of it stuck out to me. And you should watch this horror movie called Noah. The Taking of Deborah Logan. That's all you oh get to God. say, Noah. Yeah, That's it. Which Eliza this is such a has bad seen. It's really good. It's horrible. But that, there's Alzheimer's in, in... But it's to watch the taste of these. If you watch both these movies back to back, you'd be like, why did I watch four hours of really lame rom-com? I want to watch something really dark and depressing. Guys, I watch your movies. I do it. I sit here, I watch them, and I talk about them. Watch my movies. So watch The Taking of Deborah Logan. It's like one of the only good found footage movies. Sometimes um, all you feel like is a rom-com. I've yeah. said it before. I'll say it again. Sure. But then I'm Indulge saying here's me. a horror movie about, it's like. It is a good movie. It's good. See, it's like a found footage horror movie and it's about like this, like a camera crew filming and like there aren't many good found footage ones and it's actually good. And they're like f- interviewing um, a person they think has Alzheimer's, but it's actually something supernatural and spooky going on, and it's really good. I feel like Noah's just doing all he can to get as far away from. Rom-coms yeah, I think as that is kind of what it is, and I think that's really unfair. And I, I just hate couldn't you for it. think of because I've done my rom com the- like playlist before, which would have been good for this one. Mm. And what about Five Hundred Days of Summer? Uh, yeah, it's such a. But key. I don't. Everyone, you don't need to recommend Five Hundred Days of Summer to people. Maybe you don't. Oh, it's Noah. just. I could have said that TV show, Love. Do. I like that I show. I like that show too. Yeah. All right, you're Just cut off. what you were talking about was being a bad, a bad yeah, sport. What were you saying, Liz? <laughs> like what you're talking about with Ashton Kutcher's character where it's like he just has like this expectation of her and she's like, no, nah, I just want to sleep around. Like 500 Days of Summer actually does that really well yeah, and really like well. walks you through why that's like a shitty expectation to have. Oh, that movie's why that's great unfair. for that. Yes, it is. It like Indeed. reflects really well on how he has misheard her or, you know, And he just like projects onto her. And yeah, stuff. projects, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So my triplet in the attic is a song. It is from the amazing Mark Ronson album Late Night Feelings and it is called 2A by Leaky Lee and it slaps it is such a good song it's like the idea like I guess the thesis statement of the song is like I'm more to you than just someone that you booty call like we both know that like you can't say that I'm just like your 2am person whatever and it's like this beautiful ballad and I think it does what neither of these films do that well which is speaking to this like new way of casually dating but you know, skirting around how you actually feel about each other because, you know, your your relationship exists in weird terms. So yeah, it's mm. a great song. It's a it slaps. It's, awesome. it's a real ballad, um, sort of like old schooly ballad style, but like new school idea. So yeah, I really like it. I really recommend it. That whole album is like huge, but this song especially Sick. love it, and I love Leaky Lee. So yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Twin Picks. We love having you listen in. Um, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, um, you should subscribe. We produce new content every Sunday. Um, next week we will be speaking with a guest host about the Stanford Prison Experiment and Sky High. What, Megan? What? what are you I talking think, I think about? Don't explain anything about the connection. Like, yeah, we're like, not going to tell you the connection about it over this week. Yeah, watch the movies if you want. We love it when you watch along with us. And try and figure out what that connection is. Yeah. And also, um, if you have any ideas or you'd like to get in touch with us, we really appreciate any reviews or feedback or recommendations for films to watch. Um, we love hearing from you. 
and we love hearing from you on our socials. So get in touch and also, Eliza, they can get in touch with some of your writing on Rough Cut. Yes, if you guys want to read some of my writing or a lovely host next week's writing, it is available on roughcutfilm.com. Yay. That's the one. Thanks for joining us for a bit of a, a, bit of a cutesy one. Very sweet, very cute. A bit lighthearted in these tricky times. In these dark times. Dark pandemic times. But yeah, it was great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, team. Catch up. Oh, the only rom coms we've ever done. Oh, what? Are, Are we done other ones? A rom com. We did Mean Girls, which is like a chick flick. I like think it's maybe the most substantially rom com ones. Things. This is what you I did. Um, you did uh, How to Lose Guys. Oh, oh, yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, that was and 10 huge. Things I Hate About You. Yeah, yeah, that's like the rom com. Yeah, yeah, never mind. <laughs> wow. Mm, don't worry about it. Thanks, Anthony. You got us, man. You got our back. Catch up. Bye. Bye. Bye.